Hello guys, welcome to my podcast Remembering Our Past and this is me Nana Pandey on the site and I'm sorry 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 I haven't been able to you know record and upload any kind of podcast for last 3 4 days. I wasn't feeling well and I'm so good right now. So I thought of uploading one of the episodes. So thank you guys some of you who are following me on Instagram and I'll be really glad if you guys can give me any kind of feedback or anything else. If you guys want to follow me on Instagram, you have to wait till the end of the podcast. I'll tell you my Instagram ID. Now, let's see what we are going to talk about. In the last episode, where we left off was the Vedic religion, right? But since I had uh, I was running out of the time in last episode, so I just uh, wrapped it up very uh, quickly. So let's just talk about Vedic religion and in today's episode we are going to talk about Vedic religion and early Vedic economy and some of the polity as well okay so i hope you guys will like it uh, keep listening and let me know on instagram what you guys feel actually or maybe you know make a slight little tiny unis kind of uh, audio clip send me that and I'll let you guys know. Okay, so let's start with the Vedic religion. Uh, the basis of the religion of Aryans was the worship of nature in various forms. The most interesting aspect of the Rig Vedic religion was their polytheistic characteristic, in which a number of gods were worshipped. Rig Vedic gods were also classified into three categories. Okay, these were the terrestrial gods, atmospheric gods, and celestial gods. So as you guys must be knowing if you will take any kind any kind of civilization which was way too old like greeks egyptians aztec mayans any kind of uh, old religion you uh, sorry civilization you will take you will fa- find that uh, they never worshiped any one person okay they never worshiped the actual true source they never worshiped uh, things like you know absolute power or absolute soul what they used to worship were very primordial in nature they used to worship very uh, basic features that is nature they used to worship fire water air which they can see which they can feel which they want to survive you know their, their life depends on those things now these were the things which they uh, used to follow they used to worship the natural forces so rigvedic civilization or aryan civilization was no different than other civilizations they also followed natural forces uh they worshiped those natural forces and they actually personified them like others did okay if you will see zeus ares aphrodite or hera or any kind of god they had in greek or in egyptian egyptian gods I don't know many of Egyptian gods like Isis they had Seth they had Horus they had Horus was also known as the god of the wind uh, so they used to worship natural forces because these forces what was what helped them survive in the nature right so but what was different in Vedic religion or the civilization was that Vedic religion actually divided these gods into three categories the gods want to reside on earth to help human beings on practical basis 
whatever they did used to directly influence humans then there were atmospheric ones the those who used to control the weather then there were cosmic ones whose who actually reside on cosmic uh, sorry in cosmic space uh, above earth you can say what kind of things they used to pray now i'll tell you some of the gods i'll tell you give you the name of some of the gods and uh, some of them very important and some of them very prominent among them okay but now now in recent time those gods which were very prominent in their society are not so much relevant or not in so much uh, uh, what you can say they're not so much important okay in today's society so traditional gods were prithvi agni brahaspati soma okay prithvi is directly uh, related because she was an earth goddess okay then other word agni the god of fire and food brahaspati also known as the teachers of god who used to actually tell them what is what soma as i already told you if you will uh, if you haven't l- heard my last episode please go back and uh, you know go through that episode soma was one of the most important drinks for aryans which we use which we now call as bhang okay it is a sacrificial uh, sacrificial drink they used to drink on very speci- uh, special purposes for ritualistic purposes it was an um, you can what you can say it is most of like a narcotic drink or alcoholic i won't say alcoholic actually it's more of a narcotic or hallucinating drink okay so they used to have that and soma Uh, is what you can have in Greek mythology as Dionysus or Dionysus what do you call it Dionysus okay oh, she is a goddess of alcohol okay so Soma is kind of like Indian version or Hindu version of god of alcohols that's pretty cool I think so now okay let's just move on from alcohol okay atmospheric gods uh these gods were the one who used to influence their day to day life their weather you know most major disaster like floods drought typhoons they used to be related with these gods because that's uh, these gods actually the one who are in atmospheric ones the one who reside in skies so very prominent one they were most important one for their survival now these were indra the this he was known as the god regarded with the rain thunderstorm okay and also since he was the most powerful he used to be known as the most powerful god in their society and uh, also known as the king of gods in today's society he is known as king of gods in aryan civilization they used to uh, he used to be most prominent and important god okay i mean that god is having a thunderstorm this is like equivalent to zeus okay that's uh what he was then other one were maruti vayu anya these were the atmospheric gods the celestial gods were the one who used to reside in cosmic space that is surya 
मून वरुण विष्णु सावित्री उषा दीज आर सम ऑफ द गॉड्स एंड गॉडेसेस हु रिसाइड इन कॉस्मिक प्लेन्स नाउ वरुण वॉज द गॉड ऑफ पावर एंड मोरल ऑर्डर ओके आई ऑलरेडी टोल्ड यू अबाउट अग्नि सूर्य वॉज द गॉड ऑफ सन एंड लाइट the the religion of the aryans was preeminently ritualistic and worship of god was looked upon as the first duty of man performance of yojnas that is sacrifice of various articles animals foods etc they actually form the basic content okay of their rich, religious rituals uh, they used to uh, at some time their religion was also regarded as hinduism that is belief in individual gods now there were absence of purohit as the middleman to god if you guys don't know what purohit is uh, i won't tell you exactly it's more like a priest or a main priest in the temple okay who used uh, who carries out uh, all the rituals who used to sing all the hymns in behalf of you okay in in behalf of the other people he is the one who can uh, you know organize every kind of puja or ritualistic worships and everything else but in their time there was a absence of prohit means they used to be teachers who used to uh, you know teach every person what kind of hymns or what you have to sing or how you have to make a god happy but they never actually perform those things themselves every person uh, had this duty okay towards the god and they have to perform all these ritualistic things all these uh, things themselves why because at that time these people never did any kind of worship for spiritual purposes okay they never did anything for like i want salvation or i want happiness i want peace i want calmness or i want to be the one with the brahma or brahman or the supreme soul whatever you want to call it okay they never did it for that what they asked for was very materialistic very primitive uh, i can say if you will see the how the spiritual uh, spiritualistic actually grew in india you will see the things they wanted was very primitive in point of view they wanted was the well-being of their farms and well-being of the animals animals was very very important for them and uh, you will know it when i will discuss about early vedic economy okay so they were very uh, primitive when it came to for the reason when it came to the reason why they worship and they only worship because they wanted security for their cattle and their farms they prayed to gods that they should they should be happy they shouldn't uh, you know kind of any they shouldn't get any ang- they shouldn't get angry with them actually okay or they shouldn't face any drought or flood or anything kind of thing because these are the things which god used to control and they used to see these disaster as the sign that gods are angry with them okay so that's why they used to do all these yojnas and all these ritualistic things 
mostly they they did it themselves now this vedic religion if you will see the um, number of gods there was a predominance of male gods female gods were very less in numbers i'll tell you some of the female deities need in just a second okay so this things started happening okay the importance of women as you will go into later vedic period the importance of women and the place of women the role of women started decreasing and you can see that when they started forming the basis of their religion the number of female deities actually decreased and when i will tell you the name of these deities you will see that most of if you are in india if you are hindu you will see that most of the deities name you haven't heard about them because they actually got lost during this transition phase and uh, many of them are now obsolete okay no one knows about them or their importance have with the time actually decreased as well as other male gods also decreased it also decreased them with the upcoming of holy trinity but this female goddess they actually got wiped out from this history and only some of them survived okay so i'll tell you actually the name of five female di- deities because there is uh, i didn't find any more than that so usha is the goddess of dawn aditi also the mother of goddess goddess of eternity prithvi prithvi is the only i think only god this i have heard about since i am child and uh, now she is uh, actually associated with lord vishnu as the second wife of lord vishnu and uh, being the earth goddesses she is she actually had a quite important place okay so she is still relevant to many ritualistic purposes another one was saraswati that is river deity and uh, we still have her importance when you will go to prayagraj okay or uh, you will see how uh, the in the collusion of the, these three holy rivers saraswati is also the one also known as the underground river or the river hidden okay a mythical river now they what they call it a mythical river but which saraswati actually aryans are talking about is uh, i think i am not sure but i think which saraswati river they are talking about is the one which was in indus drainage system and uh, harappan civilization or indus valley civilization was along the line of this river but this river actually changes course or got colluded uh, with other rivers i actually don't know about it now i'll tell you if i'll get any information about it and the other goddess is avyani avyani was goddess of forest uh, some say that uh, she is the daughter of uh, one of the trinities that is lord shiva but i'm not of sure if you guys are please let me know okay if you know anything more about this goddess of forest because uh, since i'm since i've grown up and i've never heard about her okay so if you guys know anything about her please let me know now i'm going to talk about early vedic economy and what they used to do and what kind of economy they have 
as uh, i already told you they used to worship for the welfare of their cattle and farms why was that it was because the whole economy was actually the mixture of pastoral and agricultural economy okay there was a reference to artificial waterways as well but they mostly they were pastoral now the main staple crop of those early arid period people was yava nowadays it is known as barley and the chief economic uh, source of income was cattle rearing and that's where cows become very important they become so important that they started calling them aghanya okay they it was very important for them uh, they were the only mean of exchange value you can see how much important they were because uh, if this idea of uh, mortino wheeler sir mortino wheeler was correct that aryans actually came from central asia so if you will still go to any if you will uh, go see the tribes in asia uzbekistan kazakhstan if you will see the tribes there they still follow the pastoral uh, tradition that they are following from i don't know how many years okay they still uh, see the richness of a people they still see the wealth of a people by how many cattle that person have actually okay more cattle you have more rich you are that's how they used to uh, count how rich a person is and that's why maybe that's why aryans also used to consider cattle especially cow as very important source or a sign of wealth okay it was a symbol status like now we now the nowadays we have cars like mclaren audi and other things okay and maybe an apple phone i don't know but at that time the cow was their mclaren okay guys cow was their lamborghini and cow was their porsche so it was very important for them to keep it even they used to fight for cows they never fought for land they never fought for gold and anything else gold was known at that time they never fought for gold what they used to fight for was cows okay now the other domesticated animals were always there like sheep goat axes ox dog and dogs dogs got tamed at that time hunting was also very uh, served as a useful economic activity they knew about elephants tiger and lion but uh, sorry they knew used to know about uh, elephants but they were not tamed now these animals like tiger and lion they were not mentioned in early vedic period what the other thing used to do is uh, there were some terms they used and uh, people believe or historians they found out this these terms were actually uh, the mentioning of metals they used to have in their economy that is first term was ias ias is either used for copper or for bronze but it is mentioned in there iron was totally absent during this period gold was also known and goldsmith was known as hiranakya now uh, there were other occupations in the economy as well like carpenter weaver carrier maker leather workers potters example etc etc 
and uh, their, their utensils what they used to have they were painted grey ware but unlike Indus Valley Indus Valley civilization has had the extensive trade in their economy there is a very little scope for trade and commerce okay barter system was very prevalent at that time maybe there is reference to one more medium of exchange which was probably a piece of gold of a fixed weight used as a sort of currency now superstitious activities were also associated with medical treatment okay so this is all about the economy they had what kind of animals they used to have how cow was very important how why cow became so much important and gained one of the sacred places in hinduism it was because they started with it okay early charik people actually started making cow one of the most important thing in their society okay early vedic polity what will i'll tell you about early vedic pol- polity if you are student please please make a chart otherwise you will forget about it if you just a history enthusiast just keep listening now early vedic period if you can imagine just imagine your country okay this country they used to call it as a rashtra okay now this rashtra was divided into following things and these things used to be called as jana you can compare it with the state in today's world what we have in a country not country state not that state in your country like if you are in india states like up rajasthan mp maharashtra gujarat karnataka tamil nadu these are called as janas at that time now the officer of jana what you will have today as a cm a chief minister at that time they used to be called as gop that is g o p gop now these jana were further divided into smaller units these units are called bisa which you can actually compare it with the district okay visa the administrative head of a visa was called as vispati that is v i s p a t i vispati now this became as a district now we have came to district right now we will let's go deeper into district what we have a village towns cities right you will have different different areas in this trip now these thing we called as village at that time now you will find it very interesting the term they used for village at that time and the term we use for village now is actually similar that is gram and the chief officer of the village is known as gramin okay the village consisted of a group of families or which is known as kula if you will still go to i'm from up if you will still go to villages you will see that many families which are living different which may be maybe known as by different name now actually had same root if you will go down the timeline they actually have a same root some one or two people actually moved and they settled down the whole area or maybe 5 or 10 people moved and they settled on the whole area 
where two a same extended family you can say that okay these are known as kula the head of the family was kulpati or grahapati there was a king also and they had a hereditary monarchy you everyone knows what hereditary monarchy is if you don't know it's the that you are a king and then your son will become a king and then their son will become a king okay it wasn't any merit based thing it was just a um by birth it was going on now there was no legal limits of the power of the kings there was no written constitution about it there was no uh, nothing about it there was nothing to limit the king actually but in practice his powers were limited by his own duties there was something there were some people who used to keep reminding king about his duties and that used to limit the king now the king derived his income through the tribute paid by the conquered tribes and voluntary tribute called bali by his own subjects there was no regular standing army the military function was performed by different tribal groups like vrata gana grama ishra sarda okay these are the tribal groups they used to have there was no legal institution no regular legal institution customs was the law whatever the custom used to be followed these were the law and you can't break them arbiters a judge who were the king and the prohit okay the one one of the priest priestly teachers one of the main priestly teachers who know actually about the customs and tradition they will decide if someone is wrong or right but the punishment was not severe during early vedic period there were two features essential features of the government they had that is sabha and samiti sabha is what you can say uh, in today's day is a rajya sabha or a, a house of state okay house of lords what you can say it is a body of few selected people to help the king in administration it is less popular than samiti sabha is associated with some judicial functions it has been mentioned in rigved and atharva a samiti if you will see it's more like a lok sabha kind of thing in because it has larger group of people for discharging the tribal business and were presided by the king the term samiti was mentioned in rigveda and atharveda in early vedic period several chiefs are mentioned but only one king is recorded and you have to remember this king's name if you're a student if you are preparing for any central government exam suda sudas was the king okay he was known as the uh, he was the king of the bharatas the most important tribe that dwelled in the upper part of saraswati river now the three hams of rigveda described the great battle of 10 kings at which the sudas defeated the collision of 10 tribes five were aryans and five were non aryans tribe of uh, punjab and northwest at the which river at the bank of the river ravi okay that is known as uh, that is used to be known as prushini i'll tell you about the names of river in ancient names and then there was a tribal polity as well the chief was the protector of the tribe called jana sabha samiti and there were two other tribal assemblies those were known as vidhata and gana okay vidhata was the oldest assembly that exercised deliberative military and religious function inside a tribe okay women attended sabha and vidhata in rigvedic times few non monarch states were also there but which are described and their head was called as ganapati or jyesht okay 
I told you that I'll tell you about rivers and their ancient names. Okay, if you want, if you can, you can just uh, note it down somewhere. It's fine if you don't. But uh, whatever uh, river I'm telling you, it's mostly related to the Indus drainage system. Okay, in the order, some rivers are in the Central Asia, like Kabul and Kurra, uh, but mostly are in the Indus drainage system. So Ravi is first. Ancient name was Parushini. That is P A R U S H I N I. Okay. Another river is Jhelum. Ancient name is Vitasta. That is V I T A S E A. River Bias. Ancient name Vipas. River Satluj. Ancient name Sudri. River Khagar. Ancient name Saraswati. River Kabul. Ancient name Kuba. River Swat. Ancient name Suresta. That is S U. R E S T A Suresta River Chenab ancient name Askini River Gomal ancient name Gomti River Kurram ancient name Kurni okay uh, if you guys haven't noted it down you can just you know go back listen it again cause it's very hard for me to keep saying this ancient name there they like tongue twisters Okay guys so this is it for today's episode this is all i'm going to tell you now and what we're going to discuss about in next episode is vedic literature up we are going to discuss in short in very brief uh, what is vedas uh, what kind of vedas there are what they actually have uh, other vedic literature okay because uh, they they were divided actually in three periods we are going to discuss about them as well and then we will move to later vedic period okay what what were the kingdoms in later vedic period political extension what kind of economy and how much society actually changed in later vedic period and then we will come in something which is very interesting to hear that is religion and philosophy i hope you guys lo- li- like that uh, topic love that topic because i actually do okay and then we will move to modern empire i hope you guys will like this and keep listening to my podcast if you are a historical enthusiast or if you are a student whatever you are just keep listening i hope you guys like it i'll i love it if you guys can give me a feedback My Instagram ID is man is here one zero five m a n i s h e r e one zero five, and you guys can message me on Instagram like anytime. Uh, if you are sending me request on first time, just you know type anchor. Just give me a first word as anchor, and I'll reply you back. And let me know. what you guys think about it if you want me to talk about any separate issue if you want me to talk about any separate topic you can definitely definitely ask me that or if you think i have told you some wrong fact which i think i didn't but if you want to you know correct me on anything else i love that please 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 message me let me know uh, what you guys think about it okay 
and uh, again please take care of yourself keep wearing masks keep using sanitizers and keep washing your hands and do gaj ki duri mask zaruri our pm says that and let's just follow it okay i hope you guys have good time and good day good night and bye i'll see you in the next episode